Hallelujah. 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 Uh, we bless the name of Jesus. Uh, give all glory and honor to his holy name. Because um, we know that there's none like him. <clears throat> so your husband didn't come with you, huh? Well, Brother Warren, you remember what I said to you in Dining Hall this week? Concerning that? Hmm? Don't miss it, do I? No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. Ah, hallelujah. Because we understand that we are definitely in a spiritual warfare, right? Yes. You know, we had two people that are supposed to be scheduled to be here because they don't understand what's going on. You know, like we do. You know. Um, because in, in God, in his word, we have to learn how to talk. Do y'all know that? Yes. Well, I mean, we really have to actually learn how to talk. So we, <clears throat> we thank the Lord Jesus for... Um, delivering Brother Doug and Sister Diane from the hands of the adversary. Um, and we give Jesus all the glory. That lying pig of a devil is a liar and the father of it. So I, I came in the door a while ago. I talked to Brother Doug. I said, Brother Doug, what do you think about this? He goes, what, What's that, sir? I said, What do you think about we buy Lafayette radio station? He said, I like that. <laughs> I said, I do too. Huh? Who's the prince in power of the air? Satan is. So we're going to take over them airways then, huh? Mm -hmm. They said, they won't sell. Don't worry about it. We'll put up a transmitter somewhere next to it more powerful. Flood and boom out all these lies. Somebody say, well, Pastor, these folks are Christians too. No, they ain't. No, they are not. These people, when you see all these, these, these um, whorehouses up and down Galen Road and all these, they, if they were Christian churches, I would go there. Because I'm not a hypocrite. Everybody, well, who you got, where you get the right to talk like that? Well, let me ask you something. Uh, if Paul was here, where did he get the right to talk like that? Uh, well, you ain't Paul. No, I'm Charles. What if Jeremiah was here? Could he, he don't. Mm -hmm. Said lady, if she came here this morning, uh, the first thing I was do is gonna walk up next to her, introduce myself, and cast that spirit out of her. Yes, you know, because a lot of us we get to see stuff like that. But so I said, how you know it's gonna come out, Pastor Dow? <laughs> and I would say to myself, you can't be serious about that question, mm. <clears throat> brothers and sisters. We are we are a blessed people. And that is true. Yeah, we, yeah, we are. Um, old Doug, Diane, they trooping, boy. I call. I don't know where I get that word from. Where that word come up? Trooping. I don't know, but they. No, I ain't never heard that one. Trooping. But they doing it though. All that pain and suffering. 
Get, get at one of each adult, brother. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, in the precious name of Jesus, <clears throat> we do glorify and honor your holy name for this beautiful Sabbath day, and we thank you for everything, because we know all the promises of God are yea and amen, yeah. and for that we do glorify your name. We thank you for everything that is happening in our lives, both positive and negative, knowing that all things work together for the good of them that love you and to them who are the called according to your purpose. For this we exalt and magnify the wonderful name of Jesus. We thank you for writing our names down in the Lamb's Book of Life. Father, we ask that you would impart and give to us more understanding of your word so we can fight this enemy, the devil, and on a daily basis with more power and more authority. For this, we will glorify you and honor you and lift up the name of Jesus all the days of our life. We bless you. We ask your blessings upon his service in Jesus' mighty name. And the church said, Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Brother Shane is handing out. So you might want to split it up and let somebody else, brother, so you can cover more ground. Split it up and um, let others. Somebody say, what in the world? We're going to learn something here today. We're going to learn something here today. Hallelujah. <clears throat> and, 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 and we love Jesus it's just not something that we speak with our mouth but it's a reality hallelujah it's a literal reality amen alright the Bible says in 1 John 3 8 for he that um, commit a sin is of the devil for the devil sinneth from the beginning and for this purpose was the Son of God manifested for this purpose. See, he that committeth sin is of the devil. Did y'all hear that? He that committeth sin is of the devil. Now, the Bible's not calling you a devil, but it's saying that it's the devil and you in agreement that is operating. You hear that? Because that's not God's kingdom is to sin. So he said, he that committeth sin is of the devil. You hear that? Why? Because the devil sinneth from the beginning. Isn't that right? Is that what the scripture says? So since the devil sinneth from the beginning and sin was not something that was really in the original creation for God's people. Are you following me? So God is trying to bring a mindset to it. So what do you mean sin? He that committed sins out there. What do you mean sin? Well, fornications, whoredoms, perverse spirit, lying, cheating, stealing, uh, lying, um, you know what I mean, slander, backbite, deceit. Well, I didn't know those were sins. That's because you're of the devil. Because if you was of God, you wouldn't be doing that. You see, because Isaiah 28 and 10 teach us for precept must be upon precept, precept on precept, line upon line, here a little and there a little. So in other words, we're going to have to study, 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 study. Apply, 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 apply. Amen. Hosea 4, 6 said that God's people destroyed for not because they have an abundant supply of knowledge, because they have a lack of knowledge. And the reason why people are destroyed today is it's not because what they know is because what they don't know. That's the reason why it's important for us to continue to have fellowship one with another. Are you understand what I mean? You see, because who you hang around has a, an influence on your faith. Who you hang around, it has an influence on your character. The people who you associate with, it determines your um, uh, progress as far as growth in spiritual maturity. 
Now, mater maturity, brother and sister, is nothing more than being able to, or a person being able to put off pleasure. That's what maturity basically is. And a lot of us, we just rather have pleasure than to put it off in order to have growth, which we shouldn't do. Are you following me? So we're developing a mindset here. There's no way you can fight the devil if you ain't got the word of God in you. Because the devil don't run from you. He don't run from nobody go boo. He only runs from God's word. Huh? He only goes away at God's word. The most powerful thing in the universe is God's word. The most powerful person in the universe is God's word. He and his word are inseparable. And if he is in you and you and in him, you have his word, then the devil must flee and have to flee. But in order for this to take place, you're going to have to learn an attitude, an attitude different from the unregenerated attitude that we was birthed with. You're going to learn an attitude of faith. You're going to learn how to appropriate God's word in your life every single day. So that means you're going to have to change the way you think, change the way you act, because the devil, when he makes suggestions to the mind, they are so logical. It's almost even tough for you to refute them because they seem so right. And let's just tell the truth. Truth is, if it wasn't so wrong, we wouldn't do it, would we? We do things that we do because we personally believe that they are right. So that's why you have to learn a new way. Amen? Well, today, here we are going to show you a more excellent way. Amen? Which is God's words again. We're going to go a little bit deeper. Um, I was going to take it a little bit shallow. Depends of who was going to show up. So um, we're going to depend on nothing but the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen? So he that sinneth is of the devil. For the devil sinneth from the beginning. And for this purpose was the Son of God manifest. There was a reason why Jesus came. He didn't come so he could be told lies on away in a manger little baby Jesus happy and happy new year and merry Christmas he didn't come for all that crap he didn't come for that he come for a purpose and for this purpose was the son of God clearly seen and made known unto everybody what purpose is that that he might destroy the works of the devil that's what the scripture says right is that what first John 3 8 says that he might destroy the works of the devil is that right Jesus said, um, the works that I do, you shall do also, and greater works than these shall ye do, because I go unto the Father. Right. Isn't that right? Yeah. See, we all had an unregenerated, ignorant, passive behavior because we were all bought up that way. Nobody's exempt from that. We were all born in sin and shaping in iniquity, and in sin did our mothers conceive us. Right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We understand that. So that means we have a lifetime of mind that must be changed in order to learn how to think right. Because if you don't know how to apply God's word, you'll never get victory. You ever notice how we put so much substance to thoughts that come in our head that you can't, they're not even tangible, brother. You can't even feel the things. Not with a natural feeling. But you sure can feel them. And there's a law that is operating that tells us because we feel a certain way, it's got to be true. That's false. That is false, brothers and sisters. Because you feel a certain way. I mean, people, they talk about me all the time. If I go by the way I feel, I'll be spending a lot of time in jail. You know, if I act on feelings. Amen? 
Hallelujah. Or either that or a hospital. And then the jail. You just can't go around doing bodily harm and affliction to people because you feel it. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. You know, uh, praise the Lord. <laughs> hallelujah. So there's a new way of thinking that in this life we have to learn. It is a learned behavior. And you're going to find that you're thinking the way you used to think is wrong. The problem with believers today is, is they try to bring everything that was associated with the unregenerated life over into this clean life. And we're trying to make the principles of this past life apply to this clean life. And they can't do it. They're diametrically opposed. Hallelujah. So we're going to have to learn. We are going to have to learn. So we, you know just as well as I do that we read a lot but we understand little of what we read. That's why we have to be preached to. Because we understand a little bit. A little about what we read. I was over at um, um, Brother Doug's and Sister Diane's this morning. And I said, well, there's people throwing up all over the place again because they ain't here. Because, you know, the devil knows they're getting ready to come here. Or at least they had it in their spirit to come here. And, of course, what does the devil use that throwing up thing for? To say that you are what? Sick. So that you can't do what? Come. Now, I promise, just tell them, don't plan to come at all next week and see what happens. I tell them a four times so they'll know. And see what happens. And then tell them that they're not coming to service. Tell them, say, I tell you what, don't come to service. Just come down and visit on first day and just see what happens. And if that don't convince them, I don't know what will. Are you following me? So I said to him this morning, I said, well, brothers, you know, so I'm going to try to teach you something here this morning. I said, it seems like a lot of people are throwing up whenever they get an opportunity to come here. You understand what I mean? And I said, so what spirit is that? So we get a couple of spirits and everything, but I did tell them what spirit it was. <clears throat> Isn't that right? And if you look on those sheets that I gave you, you'll see... Uh, I told them it is a perverse spirit. All right. Now, up under that perverse spirit, I wrote down some associations with perverse spirit. See, I got a lot of this information right here from people who are already in spiritual warfare, who understands it, and they help save me a lot of studying, so my job is just to preach it. So if you hear perverse spirit, all right, are you, are you there? Are you there? Can you read that? Read that. The Lord hath mingled a perverse spirit in the mind thereof, and they have caused Egypt to err in every work thereof, as a drunken man scattereth in his vomit. As a drunken man scattered in his what? Vomit. They didn't say they were drunk, but the junk, a perverse spirit is as a drunken man to do what? Scattered in his what? Vomit. All right, and then you look down at some of the associations of perverse spirit. You see what I mean? Look at this: a broken spirit, evil actions, atheist, abortion, child abuse, filthy mind, doctrinal error, uh, sexual perversion, foolish twisting of words, chronic worrier, contentious incest, and porn. And what else? Last one: pornography. So you see that. 
So somebody say, well, what in America you mean perverse spirit? Well, chances are if you lived in this world at any given time at all, you probably done had some type of influence or some type of association with that type of a spirit. You see what I mean? So what do you mean as a drunken man staggering his vomit? Well, I was trying to tell you what perverse spirits are and what they do. Hmm? Giving a good analogy. Well, let me, how, how you explain a perverse spirit? It's just like a drunk man that staggers in his vomit. Right. So whenever y'all see people start throwing up all over the place and carrying on before they come to especially, see the devil know what's getting ready to go, what's getting ready to happen to people when they come here. The last thing he wants, he don't even mind them coming. He just don't want them to get here and get any knowledge of his workings. That's the last thing he wants. Is want people to get knowledge of what he's doing. You see what I mean? So, you know, you'll get somebody who don't have any sense who will say, you call them perverse. I said, well, well you want me to call them happy? Come on, we are what we are by what we do. Isn't that right? I didn't say we like it or we want to be it, but that's just part of it. Does that make sense? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. So just because you feel a certain way don't mean that you should uh, go ahead and um, agree with the actions of those feelings. Because we're going to find ourselves in trouble if we do stuff like that. You know what I mean? I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel. Well, hey, I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel. Well, they that are led by the Spirit of God, these are the what? Led by the Spirit or led by the feeling? (laughs) Led by the Spirit. And the Spirit and the Word agree. That's why you have to learn how to speak the word of faith. 2 Corinthians 1.20 says, In all the promises of God are yea and amen. Isn't that right? All the promises of God are yea and amen. So how in the world are the promises of God are going to affect you in life when you don't know how to speak them? See, you have to be reprogrammed. When something has happened to you, you got to learn how to speak God's word. The devil ain't going to flee because you say, well, I feel bad. Well, you, you, hey, thank God. You, you should thank God for it because you are going to feel bad. Huh? Why? Because by your word, you're justified and by your word, you're condemned. Huh? Every, a man is going to give an account to every idle word that is spoken. Yes. See, so a lot of things we're, we're just help bringing up on ourselves because of the way we speak. Because we don't know how to talk. We have to learn how to talk. Well, I'm grown. Yeah, you're still a child in understanding, though, aren't you? Oh, hallelujah. 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 You know, Jesus, he walked by perfect faith. He didn't walk by sight. He walked by faith. And every time he battled with the devil, he spoke the word, didn't he? So if the king spoke the word, then how much more shall we, the servants, do? Should we not learn how to speak the word? You see, it is a a changing of God. It really is. You have to change your mind and have to learn how to do it, brothers and sisters. Amen? Matthew 12, 36. Now, we're going to flip a little bit here this morning, okay? And if y'all notice, we're into a whole bunch of teaching. Isn't that right? Isn't that right? Right. We're in a whole bunch of teaching because, you see, it's it's not that preaching is not good for us. It is good for us. It does something good to edify the soul. But it's the lack of teaching that caused the dumbness of the man to continue to keep 
exerting himself. You know what I mean? If you set up and you reject good, wholesome, sound teaching, then, then um, ain't no big deal to me. I'm glad I didn't reject it. Y'all understand that? I'm glad I, somebody say, I love Jesus. So I'm glad I do too. Hallelujah. And then you'll find out how much somebody loved Jesus by the life that they live. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now we are in a spiritual, we can't see these things running around, but we can see their influence every single day. You know what I mean? We, look, who in here can actually see the, what, what, what are these little demon imps in there? We can describe some of them, some of us. But right now, with my eye, I cannot see demonic spirits. But boy, I can tell when they're there. All I got to do is watch for their nature. Watch for their character. Hmm? And the only way they're really going to express themselves by using people. Uh-huh. See, you may not be deceived when it comes to salvation, healing, and deliverance, but you may be deceived in a certain area in your life. And a lot of times the devil will put blinders on our eyes, especially when there are certain areas in our life that we are guarding and protecting because we feel like we're so right. And then anytime somebody talks to us about it, we don't want to hear it because we already know we're a subject matter expert on it. You know what I mean? I was over at Ed and Cindy's yesterday, and bless Cindy, hot boy, can she break, bake some yellow cake with chocolate icing? Don't you be smiling. You and Ed, my enemies. She has baked me a yellow cake with chocolate icing twice. I mean, she's getting real good at this stuff. Every time, it gets better and better. It's already good, but it's so fluffy, isn't it, brother? It is so fluffy, so moist, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Who's that cake for? I reckon you. And what y'all doing eating it then? <laughs> if somebody bake a cake for somebody else, why are you going to go jump off into it? Look at Brother Ed. Ed, after he got finished eating his field, he went back later on and said, I'm going to eat a peaceful pastor. <laughs> oh, mercy. I told Cindy she wanted to pull a stealth mode. She wanted to actually bake the cake and then get it out of the house quick as possible. <laughs> They'll tell you how good. It wasn't, I could understand one time, but this is becoming a persistent behavior. Two times. <laughs> and by the time I get off to the cake, I barely even got a square. <laughs> Look at him looking. <laughs> hey, amen. Whew, that cake, boy. What was I talking about for the cake? We ain't there, are we? We ain't there. Amen. The Bible says, but I say unto you, who's doing the speaking? Jesus. That every idle word that men do what? Imagine? Speak. speak. What they going to do? They shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be what? Condemned. Condemned. So we think that's only going to take place in judgment? They take place right now. They take place right now. Yeah, amen, brother. Yes, they do. Hallelujah. 
When we continue to learn this bizarre behavior of speaking like we feel it, no wonder, no wonder we don't get any better. Uh-oh. Hallelujah. The devil always uses the power of suggestion to influence you. The power of suggestion to influence you. See, we all know, that, you know, they talk about people hearing voices in their head. And they try to tell society that these people are crackpots and kooks. Don't they? And I said, I don't even, I don't know a person that doesn't hear the voices in their head. And they click, in that case, we're all crackpots and kooks then. It's just that those people actually pay attention to them and obey them and not ignore them like society does. Oh, amen. So the, who's the real true crackpots and kooks? The people who ignore them. Amen. Yep. That's right. And that's what the Christian church has done too. We've denied suggestions and influences that we've given place to. Oh, yes, we have. We've made people enemies because, not because they said anything, but because the suggestion came in our head, an impulse. And we've acted out there and we called it. Some of us are so perverse in our spirit, we've actually called that Holy Ghost discernment. Yes, sir. Accusing the brother. You're knowing this revelation truth when you got enough Holy Spirit to call the thing that is not it though as were, whether it be good or bad. Instead of being subject to fear and bondage in everything that we do. Hallelujah. Amen. See, a lot of times we don't use faith to speak nothing because we're so used to hearing these suggestions and impulses and ideas that come up in our head. We're not even sure of them. Amen. That's the reason why we talk and we teach the way we do. Not so you can be ignorant, so you can know your adversary. Amen. If you don't know how he operates, how in the world are you going to fight him? Hmm? We are trying our best by the Holy Spirit to be intelligent. Amen? To be intelligent. Yeah, amen. To be intelligent. Hallelujah. Now, Christy, I know that you kind of heavy and all that, but you're still going to have to listen to the word, okay? Hmm? Don't let the devil put a smoke screen up in your head because of that perverse husband. Hmm? Hallelujah. Should got rid of him a long time ago. Somebody said, wait a minute, Pastor. I heard your teaching. I ain't finished yet. Uh-oh. I believe God has called us to peace. Amen. You better believe it. Somebody say, well, he give you peace in the midst of the storm, then where is it at? I know where the storm is, but where is the peace? Oh, hallelujah. Anyway, well, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Baby. We don't like praising the Lord like that, do we? Oh, you notice. See, let's say if, um, if, if I'm talking about a certain subject, and I'm shooting at Tyler. Everybody in here is emboldened to say amen because it's Tyler. But if I shoot at you, all of a sudden, pastor don't understand. He don't walk in my shoes. He hadn't been there before. He hadn't... So I'm right for everybody else, but I'm never right for you. Amen. Isn't that the way we are? You can tell when we're proof is right when you're ready to retaliate. 
<laughs> you can t come on, brothers and sisters. That's the reason why we need to learn how to be mature. Good old wholesome teaching the way we get nowadays. There's no way we should let these things slip like this. What manner of people? You know, God said in Leviticus 11:44, "Be ye holy, for I'm holy." He said over in Leviticus, and He also says it over in the New Covenant. He wants us to be holy, brothers and sisters. Now, I know that may be a new concept in this perverse generation, but nevertheless, it still applies. It's still the word of truth. It's the way that I not only want to be, but have a desire to be. To be holy. Well, to be holy is to be like who? Him. I'd rather be like him than the devil. There's only two options. <laughs> There's only two options, and your way ain't even in it. Your way automatically defaults to the pride of Satan. Hallelujah. Isn't that right? But the enemy plants suggestions and power into our minds in hope that we will speak. Huh? He has spent a lot of time deceiving and hoodwinking us. A lot of time doing that. And hoping that by the power of your words, remember, God said, let there be light. Now, I know people find it hard to believe that there wasn't any light before darkness. Okay, okay I, let, let, let's try to help our minds out a little bit. God spoke and said, let there be darkness. Oh, brother. Praise the Lord. Let there be light. Ain't that right? And how did light come in existence? Because God spoke it. See, it's kind of hard for us to comprehend that everything existed out of darkness before it was light. Remember, there are three types of darkness. I'm going back some months now. Do y'all remember? Yes, sir. What were they? Natural darkness, right. spiritual darkness, and demonic darkness. Yes, Isn't that right? Huh? Uh-oh. Somebody said, boy, I'm so glad he didn't call me. Oh. <laughs> Are you following me? But he said, let there be light. I mean, you think about a child. A child is conceived in darkness. He stays in his mother's womb until it's time for him to come to the Thank you very much, brother. Thank you very much, brother. Thank you. Never mind. Praise the Lord. That means their light is also a reflection of time to be revealed. A certain time to be revealed. Because remember, it is an honor of God for kings to conceal a matter. What it mean? Conceal means to hide on purpose. Huh? You know we have not all walked around the epitome of truth. In that case, we might as well get some long robes and broaden out for lactories, brother, and really become pharisaical. We have not. We are in the process of learning as we go. And the more we learn, the less influence the enemy has on us. And the more we learn, the less influence the enemy has on us. The more we learn, the less effective the enemy can be to us. No matter who he using, whether it be your next door neighbor, you or anybody else, because you understand and know the will of God. Does that make sense? Huh? So God's people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge, so God don't want us to be destroyed, so he gives us knowledge. Amen? Good, wholesome knowledge. So we can no longer be blind. Amen? Now, if Satan's intrusion of suggestions was not so logical, we would never give them place. Right. We do it because they make sense to us. Now think about that for a minute. It makes sense to us. Now you need to take an evaluation of why it makes sense to you. 
It's not because your mind is topped off and full of the knowledge of God, the reason why it makes sense. It makes sense because he's making sense to an area in you that is unregenerated. An area in you that is concealed in darkness of understanding. That don't understand God's purpose of truth in that point in life. Because later on when you find out, man, I was wrong. What a letdown you experienced. Huh? You know the reason why you experienced a letdown? Because you didn't think that you were that prideful. You actually gave yourself more credit. Amen. And when your pride got tore down, you got tore down. Uh-oh. Hey, that's why I feel so bad. Come on, brothers and sisters. When we get the truth and we know that we was wrong, our spirit should be rejoicing. Shouldn't we? we should be cutting the rug to the Holy Ghost. Thanking God that he didn't leave us in darkness, but he brought us to his marvelous light. Isn't that right? A lot of times we sit in defense of ignorance. Because we didn't think that, that we could ever stoop and resort so low. Oh, man. Yeah, man. I'm telling the truth. Hallelujah. We have to learn a new behavior. We got to let this mind be in us, which was also in Christ Jesus. Amen. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. See, that first way I described, that's perverse. It's wrong. When you start feeling bad because you discovered wickedness in you, <laughs> come on, that's deceiving. That is deception, brothers and sisters. You stop building up a fortress around that thing. Huh? Let me tell you something. You know, the book of Ecclesiastes talk about that wherever there's a gap in the hedge, the serpent will bite. He will come through and bite. You understand that? And notice that God said he built up a hedge around Job and Satan couldn't get through, could he? He couldn't get through. The only way he could get through is he had to have legal ground, legal right. Isn't that right? So God intends on building a hedge and keeping a hedge up around us. Amen. Because surely the serpent will bite without any enchantment. Because it's his nature. That's just the way he is. He's a snake in the grass, a lion, pig, and a dog. Amen. That's just the way he is. And we're not that. No matter what suggestions that are put into your mind, you're not that. That's why we need to mortify and kill ourselves and die all the day long. And we need to be happy in this dying process. I'm going to be happy when God says, come on, son, enter down into the joy of my kingdom. You've been faithful over a few things. I'm going to make you Lord over a lot. So I go, oh, amen. Well, well, Pastor, can't we enjoy this life a little while? Now, if you don't know, how does this life compare to Paul's account? How do you figure against a place that he couldn't even explain? Are you out of your mind? Uh, Well, I like to see my grandchildren. I like to see my king. See, you know when God can really start using you is when you start dying. He has got to have the preeminence in all things. In all things. Somebody said, what happened if uh, Doug and Diane would have died? We'd have buried them and said, see you resurrection morning. Why? Because all things work together for the good. Huh? But Satan couldn't touch them because they had a hedge. See, what happened is Satan ran up. Hit the head, but he couldn't touch him. He couldn't touch their life. 
No, they're not sick. They're battered. Poop. Yes, from a hard hit. Amen. Boom. Amen. I'm about to close this thing up and go home and preach to myself. That's what I'm about to do. I'm about to go home and I'm going to preach to myself. I'm going to look at the computer monitor and watch the lines go across. <laughs> <laughs> Look at brother. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are we understanding this just a little bit? Yes, just a little bit. So, what Satan does is he deceives us into speaking wrong things because we think they're right. If we didn't think they're right, we wouldn't speak them. So, we just see that's why our thinking has to be changed. So, our thinking has to be changed. Hey, Cindy, when both of them were throwing up all old place stuff, and it was the first thing I told you to do. Call them and pray for them. Bind up that spirit. Bind it up. Bind it. They feeling better, but they weak, right? Hmm. They feeling better, but they weak. Bind up. Bind up. Bind up. We can't forget Matthew eighteen eighteen, can we? Bind, bind, bind. Matthew sixteen, can we? Bind, bind, bind. Bind what? This amazing. How do we? When it comes to truth, we're bound. When it comes to lies, we're free. See, I'm serious, brother. We got to, that, that's got to be a. I'm serious. See, it's easy for me to talk like this because I'm already hip to what's going on with the human nature. Now, I don't know everything there is to know because I know this thing is full of wickedness, a world of iniquity. Huh? But as long as I got God's word and I seek for his ways and stuff, I don't have to worry about that thing too, too much. You know what I mean? But anyway, we're going to get to the point that when we discover some wickedness about us, rather than sitting up there going, ah, wah, ah, we better start getting some rejoicing. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father, for not leaving me in that deception. Man, I can't believe how many times I was a fool for that devil. Hallelujah. Thank you for loving me. Huh? That's the right response. That is the right response. But you got to have a new mind to do that. You got to have a new mind to do that. You wouldn't believe how much impulses, suggestions, and feelings lead us. See what it is. Knowing that Tyler loved me, a spirit would say, watch him, he don't love you. You better watch him, though. So I started watching him out of a wicked eye. So then from that point on, anything that he does that would be good, I won't be able to see it because I'm blinded to the fact. Because I'm too busy watching what this spirit suggested to my mind. Amen. That's right. Amen. We do that all the time around here. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Oh, yes, we do. And then we'll turn around and say, I'm watching him. Well, who's watching you? <laughs> I'm watching him, but who's watching you? Huh? I had somebody a little while ago, they said, man, why don't you ever teach on salvation? I said, because everybody in church say. The Bible says you're supposed to go on to perfection. Why in the world I need to go back and teach the death, burial, and resurrection? We already dead. We're buried with Christ. We did that with baptism. Now we're waiting on the last part. The resurrection. <laughs> Huh? Hallelujah. And, and the people, if they ain't saved, they haven't heard it enough to know how to get saved. So we got to go on to perfection. 
Charge on, soldier. Hmm? I don't blame you. If I met people like I wouldn't want to talk to me either. I wouldn't. I'm serious. You've got to learn to associate with the right people if you're going to grow in faith. You're not going to sit up and, and have union with darkness and stuff and expect to be topped off with the knowledge of God. Amen. Expect to be, you know, know about spiritual warfare. You associate with the wrong people, then guess what? Those familiar spirits and you and associate with them, they're going to keep you from the love of God. Anyway, they're there to oppress you. Oppression. We know what oppression is, right? Huh? We know oppression is, don't we? You can actually feel the weight on you. Huh? You go, where is it at? But you can feel it, can't you? That's how you know a demonic spirit is around. Because by the character and virtue of the nature itself, oppression cannot be of God. Why? What is the way that it makes you feel? Heavy. Does it not? Does it not? So it can't be of God. So with you having a knowledge of God, knowing that oppression ain't of God, you should automatically start going off into the spirit by using the words of truth to fight against that spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 It's just the truth. What we have right here is I got this sheet in front of you, and what I've done was actually list the spirits. Spirits we talk about all the time. But not only I list the spirits, but I list the actual character. Of the spirits. Now, this is by no means an extensive list of these spirits. It's just something you can be able to look at. So, if you see you or someone else acting out these natures, you know what spirit it is. The first thing that you read in the scriptures are the strong men, all these other are influencing evil, lesser spirits. That show you what strong man is in authority. Y'all see that? It shows you what strong man is in authority. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So when we say, for instance, Acts 16, 16. And it came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a what? Possessed with a spirit. It didn't say that she was just full of divination. She had somebody to help influence her. It was a spirit. Now, either this spirit is a good spirit or it's, an, or it's a bad spirit. It's either a good spirit or an evil spirit. It's got to be one or the other. It can't be in between. See, we can't have our minds doing like the rest of this blind world do. Ain't nothing a spirit. This world is blind and oblivious to these spirits. You know, they think everything is happened and chance. That's the way the world operates. Huh? But we uh, we having our eyes developed. Is that right? So this woman had... She was possessed by a spirit of divination. And notice, it didn't say that the woman met us. It said the spirit of divination met us. Yes, it's not the Bible clearing that. Yes, yes. It, did, it did say the damsels possessed with a spirit of divination met us. <laughs> you see that? Yes. See, so what happened is the host, the body, the woman. Is that right? The damsel. Is that right? What she did was carry the spirit to the apostles. Like you be doing sometimes. You carrying spirits. Oh, man, look. Well, not little old lumps of me, pastor. Well, let me throw myself in that equation because if I don't, you'll hear a spirit. He talking to us and ain't talking to himself. 
See, so this spirit couldn't have any influence upon them people or that town without having a host. So when it, when that spirit knew that the apostles was coming, it the host it was it, it influenced that that little damsel to get up there in front of the apostles, and it met them. Y'all see that? The world would say, "Look at that woman, she crazy." Oh, she got the devil in her. That ain't hard. <laughs> That's not hard. <laughs> her devil's just to a greater degree than yours. Hers manifested and yours hidden. Amen. Yours protected by diplomatic immunity. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Which bought her masters much gain by Sue saying, how? Fortune telling. She could be a, now here you go. Sue saying we know that they um, use some type of uh, fortune to bring much gain. Telling a fortune. All right. So. But when you look up under this particular list right here, you see witch, warlock, sorcerer, rebellion, stargazer, zodiac, horoscopes, hypnosis, enchanter, divination, magic, and drug. What you want to do is you want to bring this list with you next few Sabbaths because we're going to go to certain scriptures that pertain to each one of these natures. Are you following me? So we can see we're not talking outside our neck, but we're telling the truth. See, whether people a lot like it or not, first of all, you are a spirit. You need to understand and see that first. You are a spirit. Your body is just by means I can identify you by. Amen. Sammy, Tyler, Brother Roger, Marley, Cindy, Misty. That's all you are is a shell for me to identify by. But you are first a spirit, a living, breathing organism. And every time you open up your mouth, some spirit is manifesting out of you. Ah. Oh, yeah, hallelujah. Well, Pastor, I ain't never saw it like that. Isn't that right, lies? There's some spirit manifesting out of us. Why? Because, you know what? Let's go to, um, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway. Nah, I'll wait. I don't want to get ahead of myself. I don't want to, I want to try to stay the course, brothers and sisters. But anyway, I want us to turn over a few pages here just for a second. Because we're not going to be long with you for you here today. And let's go to the Holy Spirit. Proverbs 16, 18, second page, very bottom. It says, now look at this, pride goes before what? Pride goes before what? Pride go before. Now watch this. John 10, 10 tells that the thief cometh not but to steal, kill, and to destroy. Isn't that right? Now watch this. Second part is, but Jesus said, I'm coming to give you life and that more uh, abundant life. Isn't that right? That abundant life means a life of peace. Is that right? The prosperity the Bible talks about. Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your what? Soul. See, we, that, we define that, brothers and sisters. It needs to be defined because, see, people, you can have all the money in the world, but if your soul ain't prosper, you can't enjoy what you got. You can't enjoy anything. You ain't going to enjoy nothing if your mind, will, and emotions all screwed up and scrambled up. Hallelujah. Even with all that abundance, you can't even give God the thanks because you're too busy being demonically influenced. 
So we go spend all this money on drugs and everything else to try to make ourselves feel better. Let's tell the truth. The majority of these drugs are there to mask the feelings of those spirits. So we can, instead of have hope, we can cope. Believe it or not, bro, they use words like that all the time, bro. I'm serious, man. <laughs> Cope, Lord, have mercy. These folks. <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't want to cope with no devil spirit. Cast him out and good somebody else can have him. Huh? <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm keep myself light for the flight. Ain't that right, Mother Stars? Hallelujah. Amen. But pride go before destruction. Look at this. And a Holy Spirit before what? So that's telling us, brothers and sisters, by simple deduction of communication, that pride is going to lead you to destruction. It's going to lift you way up there, and then you're going to pound, slam down, and fall. You're going to fall hard, too, boy. It just as sure as day. Huh? Because is not pride haughty? Is it not? Is it not arrogant, smug? Huh? Come on. Yes, sir. Well, let's look at some of these associations with pride here for a second, okay? Let's go to 2 Samuel 2.28. 2 Samuel 2.28, all right? And let's look at something here. So Joab blew a trumpet, and all the people stood still and pursued after Israel no more, Neither they fought anymore. Now, why in the world is that taking place? Well, no, I mean 222 and 8. I'm sorry. I can't even read my own writing. 22 and 8. 2 Samuel 22 and 8. I'd really be in trouble if it ain't on 22. Wouldn't it? All right, here we go. The earth shook and trembled, and the foundations of heaven moved and shook because he was what? Wroth. He was wroth. Well, who was wroth? Read in context of the story. Somebody was wroth. Who was wroth? Well, watch this. And David spake the, the words of the Lord of this song in the day that the Lord had delivered him out of his hand of his enemies and out of the hands of Saul. And he said, Lord, is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverance. The God of my rock is in him will I trust, and he is my shield, and he is the horn of my salvation, my high tower, my refuge, my savior. Boy, this is good right here. I like that. You know, I like that. Huh? Thou savest me from violence, and I will call the Lord who is worthy to be praised, and he shall be, and, and so shall I be saved from my enemies. When the ways of death compassed me, and the floods of the ungodly men made me afraid, for the sorrows of hell compassed about me, of the snares of death prevented me. In my distress, I will call upon the Lord, and I cried and got to my God, and I did hear the voice of, I, I hear, did hear my voice out of his temple, and my cry did enter into his ears. The earth shook. Um, and trembled and foundations of heaven moved and shook because he was wroth. Now that ain't that's a misapply right there. Let's go to let's go to Proverbs 16 6. Proverbs 16 6. Anyway, because ain't nothing wrong with God being wroth. No. Amen. Just like ain't nothing wrong with God being arrogant. Amen. Ain't nothing wrong with God being being full of jealousy. Amen. Hallelujah. Proverbs 16, 16. These six things do the Lord love with all his heart. That ain't what my translation says. 
It says, these six things do the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination. The first thing God hates is a what? Proud look. You ever seen that before? You ever seen a proud look before? Some of the proudest look I ever seen before is a woman with makeup on. I'm serious. You see some of these women wear this wake up boy. I didn't say all of them, but you see some of them, boy. Go downtown and watch them. They think they the stuff. That's like trying to put perfume on a pile of dung. But God hates a proud look and a lying what? Tongue. The, and look, and look, hands that shed innocent. Hands that do what? Shed innocent what? Hands that shed innocent blood. Hands that shed innocent blood. Hand, you know that there are certain workings that people do to, in order to try to kill folk? Remember I talk about, you know, there's a lot of times when it's good for you to do good, and then sometimes you withhold good. Now, let's go on and get straight to the point about this hand that shed innocent blood. There are a lot of folks out there just physically killing people. For no reason, for only reason, just fulfill the lust of that evil spirit that is in them. You read, you'll hear about it on the news. You'll read about it in the paper all the time. People dying merciless, unmerciful for nothing. They just—I mean—they just killing them. Pride. Look at this now. A heart that devises wicked what? You ain't never had a thought that would try to entertain your mind and then you sit there and think for a while, meditate. Instead of casting it down, you're sitting there trying to figure it out. You call yourself, you're going to discern. No, you better start throwing that mess out, brothers and sisters. You throw that junk out, amen? Look at this now. And feet that be swift and run into gossip, slander, tail-bearing, backbiting, hatred, uh, amen. Feet that be swift and run into mischief. Swift and run into mischief. Is that not gossip, slander, terror, bearing, backbiting? Evil reports, accusing? Uh-oh. You ever done any of this? A false witness that speaketh what? Lies. And he that soweth discord among the? How many of you people love to keep contention up amongst the brethren? Uh-oh. God say he hates that stuff. He, he can't stand that stuff, brothers and sisters. Amen. Proverbs, let's go to strife. Proverbs 28, verse 25. We're going to hit a few of them here. Watch this now. He that is of a proud heart stirreth up strife. He do what with strife? Stir it up. Now, let's just tell the truth. The bottom line, we hate to admit it, but there's some strife in all of us. But in order to see this thing manifest, it has to be stirred up. But he that is of a proud heart do it what? Stir it up, strike. Now don't take it the wrong way because then this spirit would have you to never reprove, correct, rebuke, and instruct. Ah, you understand that? Because huh? there's a spirit out here today that say you serve God your way, I serve him my way. I'm serious, that spirit is here. I never, I never, I never oppose you in your convictions. <laughs> I'm serious. That ecumenical movement type spirit. I'm this. Look at this now. But he that putteth his trust in the Lord shall be made what? 
fat. That don't mean you're going to be overweight and a beast either. That don't mean you're going to be like King, what was it King Agad? Who's that big old fat king? Eglon. Eglon. When it, when, stuck him with a knife, couldn't even tell a knife was in him. He's so big. Look like Jabba the Hutt. You know Jabba the Hutt is a demon? That's a manifestation. I'm serious. That's a, that's a manifestation of a real demon. Call it Star Wars. That's a, that's a real demon. Jabba the Hutt looking like a pile of dung with eyes. I'm serious. <laughs> really? Amen. It's not good for people to people go out and want to look at old scary movies and carry it on do it on purpose. That is just crazy. Why in the world do you want to see something demonic? All you're doing is setting up out being a sponge for every filthy spirit to come through that thing. That's why it's not good to set up there and allow your spirit to entertain all this stuff. We call ourselves, well, I'm looking at, I'm looking at the movie because I want to discern the signs of the time. Like hell, you're entertaining that wicked spirit of yours. Yeah, you are. You're showing you ain't mature. you little child. All you're doing is sitting up there entertaining that old sorry, yeah. that sorry perverse spirit of laziness and idleness that don't like to do nothing. I'm talking about these movies. Come on. Yeah. I, I like seeing what they do. You sure do. You trying to deceive me with your words. It, if it ain't making you holy, then why you won't look at it? I remember some time ago I told one man that was here, I said, now I can look at that, but you can't look at it. And I said, now you think I'm better than you, don't you? I said, no, because I know what my spirit is, and you think your spirit is where mine is, and it's not. Because anything you're doing, it ain't making you holy. You need to put it away. Let's just tell the sin. Come on. This flesh, it dies hard. So it's going to justify itself to the very last string. It's going to hang on, isn't it? Is it not going to hang on? It is going to flat out hang on. And it's going to have you to defend it. The flesh will. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. So if you're doing something and it ain't drawing you closer to God, it ain't making you more holy, you need to put that mess away. You need to put it far away from your heart. Yeah, in your ears and your eyes. Deception, contention. Let's go to Proverbs 13.10. Proverbs 13.10. Are we making sense? We telling truth here, brothers and sisters. Look what the Bible says right here. Look. Only by pride. Y'all hear that? Now I want y'all to listen to something. Every time that there's contention among people. Contention means strife, bickering, fighting, fussing. Is that right? The Bible says only by pride come of that contention. So only by pride come of contention. Only by what? Pride come of what? Contention. But, but, however, with those that are informed, you know, those who understand, those who are well taught, those who are well advised is what? Wisdom. And wisdom is the principle thing. So when you have wisdom you know how to avoid contention. Huh? Just cause somebody's sitting up there don't mean you got right back. You just a fool too. Foaming at the mouth. 
Here you are sitting up here arguing with someone. They didn't. You look at both of them topped off with Leviathan. And serpent is in a bit biting a thigh, thigh, thigh back and forth. Are you a fool or what? Well, yeah, we all been a fool at one time, but now it's time for us not be foolish no more. Don't set up back just because somebody popping off at their mouth. You know how it is. We, we, we got to get the last word in. Why? Because we got super P on the front of our chest. Big pride. I got to get the last word. Because if I don't get the last word, I'm going to feel like this. And you know that I'm a goat. And I got to get at the top of the hill. Seven acting like a bunch of devils. Amen. You ain't never, you ain't never fussed with Axel. You didn't feel that spirit in you. You never feel that spirit. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you ain't never fussed with Kyle. You didn't feel that spirit in you. The more you, the more you, the, the Bible says, the Bible says, hmm, the Bible says. A little bit of wisdom now. If you add a little bit of wood, chances are there's going to be more fire. Is that not right? Huh? Isn't that right? Isn't that right? So if there's smoke, chances are there's what? Fire. So you smoking. (laughs) Yeah, you are. (laughs) And every time somebody say something to you, they throwing a fire log on at you. And you just burning up even more so. Let's tell the truth. We're defending pride. It's all right for them to be low, but I'll be damned if I'm going to be low. I'm going to stand up. Soft answer, turn away wrath. Only by pride come a contention. Well, I, 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 I just don't feel right when somebody get one up on me. That's because you don't understand humility. Amen. The real power is in humility. Amen. Don't tell me, brothers. I know how to talk about this spirit because I've been there before. I can, I can tell you all the workings of it. Subject matter expert. Amen. What you need to do is learn how to avoid temptation. Yes, sir. Right when you tempted a pop off at the mouth, we could just learn how to put a. That's right. Beat that spirit down. Well, I gotta say something. Say praise the Lord. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh oh. I don't feel like saying that. We know we don't because there's a spirit in there. And boy, just think. You ever notice in those situations you are never lost for words? Hmm? It's like you're anointed to preach all of a sudden. You can go without purse or script. (laughs) Amen. So much for Galatians 2.20, huh? I am crucified with Christ. Well, in other words, Christ is going to have to wait until I get finished with this one, isn't he? That's how the spirit is, brothers and sisters. The devil making a fool out of us. A literal 
fool, a prattin' fool, because we ignorant as hell. That's just the truth. Now, come on, it's time for us to stop being foolish. Hallelujah. Yes, it is. It's time for us, it's high time for us to stop being foolish. Sin about letting the devil take advantage of us. What am I supposed to do? Let somebody run all over? You ain't going to do that anyway. That's why your mouth popping off like a tow motor. Ain't nobody do that. Need to learn how to be humble. A soft answer turneth away wrath. See, you got to have a spirit that has been taught. And you got to have a teachable spirit. You got to, not only, you got to teach yourself God's way. See what I'm talking about? See, we don't pop off because we got righteous indignation. A lot of times we're trying to mask ourselves under righteous indignation when there's nothing but really wickedness going on. We need to learn how to get control of our soul. Hallelujah. A lot of contention to stop, wouldn't it? But there's just something in us that's just eating us. Boy, that high octane ping. Somebody say something, boy, we got to file because, see, we don't get no release. We say, well, I got to deliver myself. You ain't no prophet. Don't give me that mess. Talk, man. You talking about you got to get some relief. Why? Until the next word come? Come on, folk. We've been fools. We need to go on a minute. We've just been flat out fools. Yes, sir. When somebody wrong, nothing wrong with reproof, but see, well, we talk, you got to have a level of maturity to even know what you're doing. Amen. And you need God's word in your heart. Yes, right here. Yes, Before you'll even know how to respond right. Amen. Let somebody think they winning. Devil, he still think he winning. All that smack, he's still talking all that smack out all this time. Yes, he's still on his way to hell. Yes, still, and can't do nothing about it. Some of us done put on some humble spirits. Some of us, whoo. You didn't know we was that bad, did you? Uh-oh. Now, mind you, I'm right when I'm talking about everybody else. When it hit you, I don't understand. Hallelujah. Okay. Let's go to Isaiah 61, verse 3. Just a few more here. Yes, sir. All right? And of course, we know this is talk, we're talking about the spirit of heaviness, right? Yes. Talking about the spirit of heaviness. And we see that heaviness. Look, I want you to see what it's associated with. Excessive mourning. Are you not heavy when you're mourning? Yes. What about sorrow and grief? Yep. Are you not heavy? Yes. You see? See what's going on? Yes. See, they're there. To help the other, to help the, the one that's in control feel better. You got sorrow and grief, all it's letting you know that there's a principality there. Amen. See, if you're not having sorrow, listen to this. If you're not having sorrow in the right way or grief in the right way, Amen. grieve not the Holy Spirit. 
You follow me? The Bible talks about that, right? Talk about grieving not the Holy Spirit. Is that right? Hmm? What the Bible says in Ecclesiastes about the sorrow of heart. Huh? Come on, man. We don't. I ain't anyway. Sorrow of heart. You see, there are times when you're sorrowful that it, it can actually make it to happiness. The Bible teaches us to sorrow not like the other folks who ain't got no what. You ain't never been to a funeral and seen people sorrowing. They don't even know why they sorrow. They're just doing it. Death don't have the same impact it used two years ago. It used to impact our minds. It don't no more. Hallelujah. Think about it. Look at, look at insomnia. Self-pity. Broken heart. It's not all this. Do you not feel heavy? Do you not feel heavy? You follow? Now you have to understand that because there are some instances that you may feel these particular spirits, there is a natural reaction depending on what's going on. That's not to say, you know what I mean? Come on now. Mourning is heaviness. But if you just lost a loved one and they're, and they're gone on and stuff, there is a time of mourning. Don't say you got a demonic spirit because you're mourning. And people do stuff like that. They misapply all the time. Huh? I tell you a good sorrow. A good sorrow is when you find out some sin. Amen. A good sorrow is is when you're getting reproved and rebuked and it's making you sorry. Because the intent of it is to lead you to righteousness. Ain't that what Paul taught the Corinthians? Mm-hmm. Man, I mean to make you sorrow on purpose. So you can sorrow to repentance. Yeah, you feel bad about that because you just discovered now get up out of there real quick and let's go and repent because what does repentance do? Boy, we missing it today. Are we on a different wavelength or a different channel? I mean, we can't even pick up where I'm going down there. We don't know what repentance does. What does repentance do? When you, when you find out you've been wrong and then you're repenting, what does repentance tell you to do in Romans? Ooh, boy, we're drawing blanks here this morning. Say that again. Say it again, Sister Marley. No, yeah, but that, what is other? Come on, come on. I'm getting to a verse now. I know you got it in you. We're going to pull it until we get it. Huh? No, man. Where you at, brother? Come on. What you say? That was Corinthians. Come on. What is repent? Come on. Whoo, we drawing some. Man, we drawing some. We drawing some good old blanks, boy. That's okay. Don't be offended. Just go look it up. That way it be in you. So when I call for it again, Amen. I hear a little peep peep here, a little chat chat there. <clears throat> Need some confidence. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. Despair, hopeless depression, suicidal thoughts, inner hurts, torments. You know what's really deceiving? An inner hurt. Because that inner hurt will make you people, will make people how you're feeling. Bro, Rich. Is that what you said? I said, I said, I said, I said, I said, I said. 
No, y'all chipping. Chip, 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 and chirping. Chirp, 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 chirp. It leaves a garden. We'll give you a badge of honor. Now get back in a humble seat. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, brothers and sisters, you see, whenever we repent, we need to learn how to say hallelujah. Because it's the goodness of God that leads thee to repent. I am getting up out of here today. We're on the wrong wavelength today. Is that not in the scripture, brother Doug? Do you think that's where I was going? anointed after he heard it, isn't it? Thank you, brother. I know what devil be saying. He don't know either. He, he just trying to get us to say it so he can say something. So he can say, yeah, 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 yeah. No, you gotta understand. Y'all didn't want the most honest preachers at the ears. Remember, I tell you. I flat out tell you when I don't get it, I don't understand something, I just tell it. Is it not the goodness of God lead you to repent? Romans. Is it not? Hmm? So, if God is so good to show us wrong so we can repent, that's goodness. That's goodness. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Y'all see the reason we need to stay on top of this for a while now? Because we're slipping a little bit. It used to be a time we could just flow right on along with it. I mean, all kind of good scriptures pop in your head, but that's still good. I mean, but just by the angle where the spirit is going, you can tell I'm, le- I'm going that route. Was I not going that way, brother? I believe so. Amen. Repent, brothers and sisters. Goodness of God, lead you to repent. Heaviness, heaviness, heaviness. So if you're, remember I was talking about, if you're feeling a lot of these, don't necessarily mean that, that you're actually dealing with a spirit. Certain situations will bring this up to cause you to feel that way, which is a natural feeling. Don't sit up and tell people that, well, you need deliverance from grief because uh, John died. Or sorrow. That's misapplied knowledge. Isn't that right? You can't sit up and and claim heaviness on, on mourning because John died, I mean. You mourning, John died, now I need some prayer for deliverance. For what? Amen. That's somebody you're going to miss. That's a legit mourning. That's legit. Don't sit up there. Now, if you're sitting up here mourning because your pet rock died. I know, I know it sounds crazy, but I've heard some craziest stuff. There's something wrong. I'm sitting and that needs to be repented of. And thank God for not allowing you leave you in that deceptive mode. Crying because a rock died. Somebody look at me. Pastor, you can't be serious. I'm more serious. I'm telling you, you wouldn't believe it. Carol asked me one day, was driving down the road. She said, I hear you keep talking about these people hugging trees. I said, yeah, they actually do it. Don't they, brother? They hug trees. Said, what, 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 why, you know, she's kind of like, well, what are you talking about hugging trees? I was going to say, well, they'll get out there and they'll hug these trees. And they'll let, you know, if you ever hug someone, 
Sometimes you can feel a connection there. Not a hook. They'll, what they'll do is they'll invoke their own spirit and try to send it off in that tree and claim that they're getting a feeling from a tree. I said, when you hear me talking about tree hugging, that's what I'm talking about. And inordinate affection. I'm serious. They'll sit up here and they'll be hugging this wall and going, oh, like they're really feeling something. Letting affection go out. I'm serious. Does he, they'll get out on the beach, raise up their arms, and go on. I'm God. You got to? Yeah, I'm God too. Good, we all God. Ooh. Then they'll say, wind blow. Wind blowing all the time. <laughs> Chances are there's waves, there's wind. And they'll get out there. I'm, I'm, man, never mind. Praise the Lord. But people believe this junk. It's called a new age movement. And don't think, women, that I'm ever really truly getting on y'all. I'm never getting on y'all. I'm actually trying to put us in the right place. Because you, know, you often hear me talk about there's a position that this world is giving y'all y'all never should have taken. Yep. Isn't made y'all more than anything but women. I'm serious. Go back and read the book. Read the book. You don't have to worry about a man will honor a woman. You got to be a woman. And I understand that men are falling short today. Believe you me, I understand. Well short. And I do blame the home on the man. When Eve was the first one that sinned, who did God go reprove first? Thank you very much. And see, us men like to alleviate ourselves from responsibility. When it's time for us to shine because something's done right, we won't be the first in line. When something's going wrong, we won't be last in line. See, we don't really like to admit it, but if the house is failing in any way, shape, fashion, or form, it's the man's fault. It's the man's fault. Well, that woman, yeah, say it again. That woman. Say it again one more time. That woman. Say it again. That woman. Yeah, the one you love that God gave you. The one you're supposed to be feeding with knowledge and understanding, helping, amen. The one you're supposed to be the head of. The one you're supposed to be teaching. The one, yeah, the, the, she is the weaker what? And you're not the weaker vessel. Amen. She ain't wearing drawers and you wearing panties. That's just the way we are, though. See, whenever it's convenient for men, they want to admit authority. But then when they're falling short, they want to stick Eve out there and say, see, she's wrong. So if the house is failing in any way, shape, fashion, or form, it's because the man. It's because the man. It's because the man ain't following God's plan. Well, sometimes he just goes off and cuts a fool. If I was with you, I'd cut a fool too. You're getting quiet in here now, isn't it? We see Eve, Eve doing what she's supposed to do, going crazy. I go crazy too when, if, he, if you the best counsel I got. I got to act monkey somehow to get your attention. You ain't hearing logical speech. I <laughs> look at him, honey. You don't hear me when I'm trying to use a soft voice. 
So then when you see me acting monkey, <laughs> then all of a sudden I get your attention. Then you want to fault me for acting monkey. When you were the facilitator of me acting monkey the whole time. Amen. Now who the monkey? Amen. Yeah, she acting the monkey, but the truth is you the ape. Amen. I wish they was here years ago when I did that. Uh, they're, they're teaching on husbands and wives. I had enough of everybody. Amen. Men, you need to start taking responsibility for Eve's actions. Well, Eve ought not to be acting that way. Chances are she acting that way because you ignorant. I'm serious. When you meet a woman that loves God, all you got to do is tell her the right thing and show her the right way. She ain't ignorant. She'll follow God's plan. She will do it. She will do it, but she got to know. I told you, woman, a woman wants security. That's the way God made them. God made them for the man to be a protection over them, not for them to sit up there and try to take care of everything of the man, all the details of the man. I'm going to tell y'all women something. The reason why the men are not in their place of authority like they should be, because they're afraid. Amen. That, that's the reason why, because they're afraid. So y'all know y'all dealing with fear. They, they are afraid. They're afraid of rejection from you. See, they don't want to blame you for their rejection. Right. Uh-huh. I'm telling, ain't a mother stalling. He's talking back. <laughs> yeah, they're afraid. And then everything that you do wrong, because see, you don't want to act out emotions. Women do. You don't want to quicker to cry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. You don't want to quicker to lose your temper and flap your mouth. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times men will set up the women. Women sitting up there cutting the food, acting them out, and the men sitting back like he in control. That's because he's stupid as hell, ain't got no answer because he ain't got nothing to say. Because he refuses, he, he actually is fearful to be led by God. A man trusts in the Lord, he has no fear at all. But, but they're afraid. So that way, if Eve does something, and, and um, she don't understand the reason why she did it and she's at fault for it the man don't want to take responsibility because he'll throw you under the bus just so he can look like he got it all together uh huh uh oh amen what you need is some wisdom to know how if Eve is wrong and she ain't listening to you there are certain wisdoms that you can do and use that God will use to chasten her sure will but this, this is wisdom that needs to be learned. See, we done got off all. Maybe we need deliverance from this. Because we sure do like putting forth the finger, don't we? You remember this, son. Something ever going wrong in your family, the wife cutting the food and can on. Yes, she ignorant, but it's your fault. Because she ain't been taught by the head of the, the family priesthood. She not been taught by the head. So the only way that Eve can get Adam's attention, she got to raise her mouth. Open up her mouth and voice, even though she knows it's wrong to do, but she can't get no other way to be heard. She already know that a, a woman of a meek and a quiet spirit in the sight of the Lord is a great price.
So she ended up cutting the food and stuff. Why? Because inchai pride but die don't want to stand up and grow up and be a man. Amen. Oh, you know I'm telling the truth. Yeah, I'm telling the truth. Hallelujah. See, I can preach and talk like this because there ain't nobody here but us saints. Mm, y'all ain't noticed how last Sabbath I had to shift gears real quick? Everybody was going, oh, shoot. Tell them leave. Because <laughs> we get the unadulterated, the uncut version of the word around here. Yeah, we do. We just get the truth and it just, I, I hope that it breaks your nose every time. God loves a humble spirit. Yes, he does. And that's just the truth, brother. So, men, you need to start getting your places and stop taking this feminine spirit that this generation is giving to men. You ought to understand, men, Eve will take charge every single time when she feels like that you are inadequate in doing your job. You ain't going to make up the hedge, she'll make up the hedge for you. And when she gets it, don't you think that she's going to just turn it right over to you. Uh-uh, because once she gets a taste of that authority, that's it. Hmm? You're going to be Ahab. And once she gets a taste of that authority, something she's supposed to have, you can forget it. You can forget it. See, so it takes wisdom. Well, it wasn't like that yesterday or the day before that, but it is. So we got to do something about it now. And hollering and screaming ain't going to get it. These men trip me out. They'll holler and scream at their wives, but if another man cross them, won't even lift their voice. Be peeping like a little mouse. <laughs> it's a mess. He can't hardly even hear amen out here. He's like, See, this is the stuff that the soul of man don't like hearing. Because this is the type of stuff that's going to bring you to perfection. This is the type of stuff that keep you from being a hypocrite. You deceiving yourself and deceiving others, trying to make them think you're something when you ain't nothing. Amen. So, men, get in your place. Hallelujah. Let's just get on in place. Let me go on here a little bit, all right? Let me go on here just a little bit. Let's go to Luke 11, all right? I'm going to hit on a little bit about bitterness here because, you know, we done had enough hammer for the day, hadn't we? Look at him. Lord, have mercy. (laughs) And you better believe, men, that Eve hearing all these words. So if if, if you ain't going to take lead and she start going squeeze, you know what she's talking about. Now, don't do that, Eve. You better not do it. Huh? I'm telling the truth. I'm telling the truth. I'm telling the truth. And tell your husband, don't come back here no more. Tell him I said that. Because we come back here, he ain't welcome. Until I deal with him and I get a clearance. If that clearance ever come. Can you do that? Okay. Pastor Doc, you ain't supposed to be doing stuff like that. 
Like I said, we got a bunch of brothers around here to know the word. They ain't no fools now. They know what I'm doing. We had Luke eleven twenty four. Is that right? Listen very close. Can y'all please hear this? When an unclean spirit is gone out of a what? Man. Where's the spirit at? In a man. Where's the spirit at? In a man. He walketh through dry places. Is that right? Seeking rest. When he goes out, he's walking through dry places seeking rest, and he can't find none. Isn't that right? The Bible does this. It says this. Look at this. And finding none, he saith, I will return unto my house once I did what? I'm going to my house. Who is that? Who is that spirit? This spirit is so deceived that it actually believes that the man that it came out of is his rightful, legitimate house. He thinks that he got evicted unlawfully. Wow. This spirit does. So an unclean spirit is going out of man. He's walking through dry places seeking rest, can't find none. Then he says he's going to do what? Return to whose house? Yes, Notice, he's making this personal. This is my house. That's what the spirit is saying. So these spirits believe that your body is their home. Y'all understand this? They believe this. Your body is their home. Is that right? Y'all getting this right? That's the reason why we need to give them eviction notice. Oh, you understand that? I don't want no unclean spirit claiming me as their home. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I'm going to return to my house once I came out. So we know he came out. Amen. Is that right? Look at this. And when he cometh, he finds it swept in God. That means when you kicked it out, you start getting filled up with the Holy Spirit. Start getting filled up with God's word. Isn't that right? So he's like, man, this, this thing too clean now. So he said, man, I want to have a party. Then he goeth and taketh to himself seven other spirits. You know what he's doing? He's seeking to fortify his position. In other words, I may have got it kicked out this time, but this time I'm going to build a stronghold. I'm not getting out so easy no more. Seven other spirits, look at this, more wicked. More wicked. So that's the reason why it's a dangerous thing. A lot of times when people come around ministries like this, they get spirits kicked out of them, get cast out of them. They get spirits cast out of them. Then they go out not really respecting the Lord for what took place. And then they turn around and they think that they're doing all right and fine. Then they go get seven more spirits more wicked than the one that was causing them all that torment in hell. Yeah. Yes. And now they got a real stronghold in them. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And then here we are sitting up taking bumps and bruises, bites and hair, pulling and carrying on because they decided to go out there and get loaded. So this spirit went and talked to seven more other spirits. Now you got eight of them. More wicked than himself. And look what he says. And, and they entering in and dwell there. And the last state of the man is what? Greater? No, he said worse than the what? The first. You see the reason why? Evil seducers are waxing worse and worse. They're deceived and being deceived. Yes, Amen. <laughs> <clears throat> even us we'll get evil spirits cast out of us and we think because we say we want bitterness we got all that there is bitterness and then how are we going to justify that if later on we come up bitter 
Huh? See, what's done happen is, is that that spirit you kicked out, it went and got seven more spirits. That's the reason why it's tougher for you to ask for prayer. This reason why it's tougher for you to ask for prayer because your pride ain't let you ask for prayer because you don't want to think or let everybody think that you are seven times worse than what you were before. So that's the reason why we shirk back from deliverance a lot. Because, you know, we got it. We can figure it all out. Somebody say, our own righteousness. That's what we're doing. See, if you got bitterness kicked out and then you turn around and you're bitter again, how are you going to justify it? Come on, brothers and sisters. See, all you did was got seven more deceiving, more spirits that actually build a more fortune. That's the reason why we don't ask for deliverance no more. Because we're deceived. That's why they're more wicked. Used to be a time, man, there's a spirit. Man, I need some prayer on this one. I repent, know what to do. Let me make sure I check this thing out that it is a spirit. Okay, yeah, that's a spirit. Chance of is an evil spirit, it's an evil spirit. And then by the time I, I really do some good discerning, I come to the conclusion it's an evil spirit. So an evil spirit, an evil spirit, chances are it's an evil spirit. Yes. Now we come, you know, I will come to revelations uh. and knowledge. Hmm. Amen. We spend time trying to figure out how through mental knowledge, how educated we are now. And we start to justify these wicked things and we oppress others while we justify our wicked self. So instead of being delivered, we become an oppressor for somebody else with our overbearing spirits. You know, sometimes we choke them down and then whenever we uh, are not sober, we, they, they are acting monkey and releasing right in front of us. And because we're deceived, we don't know that they're doing that. So we just go ahead and let them work their nature out through us. And we refuse to understand that now we're more wicked. Amen. All of a sudden, your nose, where it used to be level, it starts to slowly climbing. Amen. Then you start, you wouldn't believe it. Sometimes you'll walk up to somebody, and of course, you know, there are people short, smaller than others. I can understand if you walk to somebody and you're doing like this, but instead of doing like that, all of a sudden you're like this. Amen. The people don't even pay attention to that. Their mind's not even... They don't even think about stuff like it when they walk and see if they're sticking that nose way up in the air. I remember I was in there preaching one day, and there was a man sitting back there about where Granny's sitting there named James. And the more I preached, boy, that nose kept going up hard, farther. And I said, get that nose down. Boy, he, it, it had to bend that head, boy. Y'all remember that? Brother and sister, I am not your enemy. I know I say things that will pee you off, but you got to understand what's really getting peed off. I have no intent to injure anybody. I really don't. But the way this world see it, it's all right for me to receive injury. Because I don't preach them. See, I want to give people understanding so they won't injure, nor be injured. All right, look at this. Up to the 23rd verse. When a strong man arm keepeth his what? When a strong man arm keepeth his what? His goods are in what? In peace. In peace. In other words, 
you ain't never got to worry about is hey if you got a home let's just use modern day technology terminology you got a home and it's all secure you got the latest uh, security device you got all kind of guns in every room and can on you understand me laser detection and everything like man you ain't worried about nobody breaking in your house are you no huh? but watch this but when a stronger than he shall come well, let's say you come into your front door and somebody said they're going to break into your house. All right, now, in order to get by you, he got to be stronger than you in some way, shape, fashion, and form. Isn't that right? But the Bible says one is one strong as he shall come and overcome him and do what? Overcome him. Now, let me tell you the secret to this thing. You see, a lot of times we look man-man. And sometimes we get this little thing, man, I can take him. You got to understand, you ain't wrestling against flesh and blood. You wrestling against disembodied intelligent spirits. And what they seek to do is to use forms of deception to overcome you. Satan didn't, didn't overcome Eve, Adam and Eve with brute force. He didn't even get all those wicked angels on his side with brute force. He got it through the power of suggestion. Through the power of suggestion. So he's working on your mind to try to deceive you in order to overcome others. Women know about this power. They know they ain't powerful than a man. They know that. So they use this thing up here. And while men, they even put the men out. Men sit up there and strut like peacocks like they in charge. Wasn't they? Like some of these roosters down, they think they really leading. And a woman's really walking behind them saying, yeah, I know who really in charge. Ain't I telling the truth, woman? I know who really in charge. They think they in charge. Men think they in charge, boy, and the women, the woman said, yeah, I know who really in charge. Amen. So a lot of times these women, they don't have to use their strength. They just use their reasoning ability to overcome a man. Mm-hmm. That's why I keep telling you, how strong is a man that can't overcome a lust? You ain't going to get me to trust that pig. Why should I trust? If I ain't going to trust myself, why should I trust you? If I, if I see a man that has a known defect in a lust, that's, that's telling me all I need to know. I will not commit myself to them. You forget it. Why won't why put myself in a danger area? No, I will not. Oh, I would love you and stuff, but I, man, my commitment will go so far, as far as that area go. Amen. You can believe that. Right. Amen. Am I talking logic? Amen. All right, praise the Lord. Man, we ain't been here no time. Seems like we've been here. Y'all getting weird and wore out. That's what happens when you talk about these spirits. Amen. Mm, they ain't no longer fun no more. When the strongest he shall come unto him and overcome him, he taketh from him all his armor. All his what? Armor, armor wherein he trusted in. Isn't that right? Amen. All his armor. Yeah. Because we know what to put on the armor of God. Amen. First thing he attacked, don't he? Somebody think he's attacking a shield. First thing he get that helmet of salvation. Yeah. Yeah. Keep your thoughts right. Yeah, he do. Right there. Get that thought right. Yeah, he hits this area out here while he got this one up here. Because if he can intrude in up here, that's when he can wreak all that havoc down here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So this armor that he trusted in and devised his spoil, he 
that is not with me is against me, and he that gather not with me do what? Scatter. Scatter. You know what Jesus is saying right here? He's saying, brothers and sisters, I'm giving you a lesson on this strong man right here. The only way he can overtake you, he's got to be stronger than you. Now, he's not, remember, the weapons of our warfare are not cardinal as you suppose. He's not going to come with bombs and knives and guns and stuff. He's going to come with more intelligence than you got. The enemy is going to come at you in an, in an intelligent way because he know that we stupid. He know that humans would trust more on their own intellect than they will the word of God. Humans would trust more on their own reasoning ability more than they will the word of God. And that's the reason why man don't like putting God's word in their heart. That's the reason why men hate studying. Because they study, they can't do it their way. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why. Because if you study, you do it God's way, you yield yourself to God, and you'll have victory over the devil all the time. All the time, because the word will be hidden in your heart. You don't even have to worry about a spirit of recall. The spirit and the word agree, already be there. You have an answer for the situation. It's compiled just like that. Just like that. So when Jesus said, he that gather not with me, he scattered. In other words, you against my kingdom. And you ain't gathering with the same intent purpose that I have. You against me. Huh? And not only you that gather out with you, that you against me, but he that scattered, he scattered what? Abroad, you are there to divide against my kingdom on purpose. So in other words, if you refuse to grow in the grace and the knowledge of Jesus Christ, you are against the kingdom of God. If you refuse knowledge of God, you are against the kingdom of God. Amen. Y'all understand that? If you refuse to let the word to enter into your heart and you don't actively pursue it, you are against the kingdom of God. You ain't gathering, you're scattering. Your ignorance is wreaking more havoc than a, than a nuclear bomb could. Your ignorance is. Your ignorance is. So you ain't gathering me. You do what Jesus said. You are scattering. That's why I keep telling you, you need to get away from these entertainment demons. That cause your mind to be complacent and apathetic yes, sir. and idleness. Amen. I understand a little bit, a little bit, a little bit of what we call self pleasure, but when that thing is way on out there, brothers and sisters, Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Uh, so I'm using Christy as an example and using a little bit here today. The reason why her husband is in the condition he's in because he won't give place to God. He's scattering. He won't gather with God. He's scattering his God. Hmm? We got Ashley and Brother Doug fond of each other and stuff because I've been working a little bit with Ashley. She don't even know I'm working with her. Hmm? And then I run back and tell Brother Doug what I'm working on. And believe it or not, I actually tell him, do I not tell you what you need to watch out for? He going, what? Because I'm preparing him for her and her for him. And then when I get opportunity, I work on Brother Doug. So I said, what do you mean you work on? I wish I had somebody to work on me. If I had somebody to work on me, boy, man, we could have saved a lot of arguments, couldn't we? Hmm? Could have saved a lot of hell, couldn't we? I didn't have that privilege, so now I get the privilege, so I need to work on somebody. Because we need working. Ain't that right, Brother Ed? Look at Ed. He rebel. He is a rebel. Ed looks so humble, don't he? Looks are deceiving. 
Look at Tyler. Oh, well, I'm innocent. All I know, my truck is in the pond. That's all I know. <laughs> and my wings are clipped a little bit. <laughs> See, but it's good for this young man to hear stuff like this. He can save himself from a lot of trouble. It's good for Lydia to hear stuff like this. Save himself from a lot of hell. Huh? Get to use us idiots as examples. Whom I'm chief idiot. People hear good stuff like this, man. You can take this and it'll, it'll take you on in the rest of your life. Have a life of peace. Still a life of holocaust. It will. Isn't that right, Mustard? Wouldn't it be nice to know this 50 years ago? Been nice to know this 50 years ago. We said here, because, you know, the full soul, lo the honeycomb. That stuff hurts. But we get fooled. We don't like, see, we don't think this is honey what we're we hearing. If it's bitter, let it become sweet. Because that's what we need in this hour. We need reproof. We need correction and instruction. We don't need somebody telling us, we wish you a Merry Christmas. Oh, you look so good. Hallelujah. When you meet people like Zacchaeus, you know that Zacchaeus, he, he, he loved the day that he met Jesus. Zacchaeus was a very small man, a little bitty statue, little statue. Jesus was coming into town, and all, Zacchaeus, he was a, a man of a noble position too. Had authority and riches. He was a little bitty small man. Jesus came into town and he couldn't even see Jesus because of the press. Men taller than him, women taller than him, chances are children taller than him. Zacchaeus said, Man, I tell you what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna get to look at him. I'm gonna run up the road and I'm gonna climb up in this sycamore tree. I'm going to see Jesus. That's what Zacchaeus said. And that's what you need to say, brothers and sisters. I am going to see Jesus. I don't care what's trying to keep me from seeing him, but I'm going to see him. I got a bunch of mess and a bunch of press in front of me, but I'm going to see Jesus. So what you need to do is run ahead, climb up high enough to where you can see Jesus. That means you got to get out of your dung pile. You got to get out from under your bed. You got to come out of your house and go see Jesus. You got to meet him because he's already here. When Jesus came to see Zacchaeus and him, he had already come to a town that people already knew that he was coming. And so Zacchaeus ran ahead, got up in the sycamore tree, and then Jesus was walking along with the press around him, and all of a sudden he stops and looks up and goes, Zacchaeus, come down out of that tree. For this day, I'm going to come to your house, and we're going to eat. Everybody else go, man, don't Jesus know what kind of man that is? And he gonna go eat with him? The Bible said he was a friend of public and the sinners, did he not? 
You know the reason why Jesus went to eat with Zacchaeus? Because he knew what kind of man he was. Zacchaeus didn't know, but he knew that he was ordained in life because he was a child of Abraham. Jesus knew. See, the world would tell you, you don't want to talk to them because you know what kind of people they are. But when Jesus saw Zacchaeus, he said, you come down because I know what kind of man you are. The whole world rejects you, but I know you're going to receive me. You don't know it, but I know it. You come on down, Zacchaeus, because I'm going to eat at your house today. And Jesus sat around the feast table, and they were eating and stuff. And all of a sudden, the convicting power of the Holy Ghost, the righteous spirit of the truth, came upon Zacchaeus. He said, I got half of my goods. I'm going to give them all back to half of the people. And whoever I've done wrong, I'm going to pay them fourfold, Lord. And Jesus said, Zacchaeus, this day salvation is come to your house. You're saved. You're saved, Zacchaeus. You're a child of the king. You're a child of Abraham. You're going to go into my kingdom. That was Zacchaeus. Somebody said, what kind of man was Zacchaeus? That's the kind of man Zacchaeus. Well, Jesus knew who he was. So when people were slanting up under their breath, trying to character assassinate each other with murmuring and complaining, what kind of man is this? Jesus, I know what kind of man he is. He's the one that's going to repent. He's the one that's going to take up his cross and follow me. He's the one that's not going to deny me. He's the one that's going to teach you folks what repenting is all about. And Jesus, after he had experienced all that joy with Zacchaeus, he said, all right, you know what I'm going to do now? I got something to say to all the rest of you folk. I got something. I want you to listen real close. I'm going to tell you about the story of the 10 pounds. Hmm? You see, this world hate the king that came in and then gave money to his servants to get the increase. This world hates Jesus. Can't stand Jesus. They hated him. Hey, because this world knew that he picked out certain people to give pounds to. When Jesus came back looking for, you, looking for an increase of the money he gave, he came up to one. He said, Lord, here's the pound that you gave me. Now, guess what? I got 10 of them. Whoa! Hey, boy. I like this increase. Whoa, this one making me a lot of money. Then another one came up and said, Lord, Lord, I, I got a pound. I got a pound. I increased it to five. Whoa! <laughs> Boy, I tell you, these are some good servants right here. I like those folks who I give stuff to. And then they go and put it out to the bank, to the money chain, and they make it increase more and more and more and more. Man, I like that. And then another one came and said, <clears throat> Lord. I took your pound, I hid it in a napkin, and um, here go your pound back that you gave me. Jesus sitting there looking, hmm, what's going on with you? Well, see, I know you like they don't know you. See, you're deceiving them, but I know you. See, I know that you, you are a hard man. The scriptures say you are an austere man. I know you're hard. See, I know that you give money just so you can get an increase on investment. Not that you're going to do anything yourself. You just want somebody else to go out and do it. Hmm? And I know you. So here go your pound. Jesus said, okay. Hey, servants, come over here and get this pig. 
Come and get this food right here. Take the pound that he got, give it to the one that's got 10. <laughs> Not to the one that's got a few or five or six. Give it to the one that got the most. Why? Because when God can trust you with a little bit and you increase it to the most, he can take the little bit that somebody else got, give it to you, nor it be in good keeping because he know you're not going to sit on it, that you're all about his kingdom and you're going to increase the advancement of the kingdom of God. So his thinking is different. He don't believe in equality where you got five, he's got ten, I'll give you another one to make six. No. He's going to give it to the one that's working hard. He's going to give it to the one that's really love him to show by his works that he loves him. Yeah, you give it to the one that's got a whole bunch of them. Give them another one. Yes, sir. Now you take this pig right here in this food and you cast him in the outer darkness. Yeah. I'm going to show him because out of your own mouth, yeah. I'm going to show you how hard I am. Amen. I'm not going to let you at all escape the judgment of who you, you thought me to be hard. I wonder why these other two didn't think me to be hard. But you knew I was hard. So guess what? I am not going to pervert judgment. I'm going to let you and let you see everything you ever thought me to be. I'm going to show you how hard I am. Amen. That's what Jesus did. That's why, brothers and sisters, when we get a pound, we need to be about our father's business. We don't need to sit on this thing. Hallelujah. He wants an increase. What do he want to increase? He want an increase of his kingdom and his of his government that there's never going to be any end. You don't have no time while you breathing down here to just rest on your morals, sit around in your little sorry heaviness and depression and stuff, moping and can on wondering what God going to do for me. How about what God going to do for you? Hallelujah. Gave you eternal ghost. Gave you the Holy Ghost. Gave you eternal life. And we wonder what God going to do for me. He already done done enough. And if he doesn't do anything else, he done enough for eternity already. Hallelujah. Glory be to the king. And that's just the truth. So a lot of people do think Jesus hard. And I understand why they think they hard. But I'm going to be in line because I'm going to be the one with 10. When he come back, he's going to have an increase. That's right. And what you need to do is have the same attitude. I'm going to prosper the kingdom of God in everything that I do. Hallelujah. 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 He, hey, I used to have an ounce of pride, but now, hallelujah, I got 10 pounds of righteousness. Glory be to the king. That's what I'm talking about. Increase, 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 increase. Y'all ought to go read that story. <laughs> he told that a right after he got finished with that kid. With all those people. Because you know who was there? Those people that said, don't they know what kind of man Zach? He don't he know what kind of man Zach he is. He is. Hallelujah. We bless the name of Jesus. How y'all doing, Doug and Diane? I, I'm, I'm making it, huh? Praise the Lord. They want to be here in service, isn't it? Something. Like I said, they trooping. <laughs> Hallelujah. They trooping. We bless the name of Jesus. We hope that something was said to provoke, stir up, and that you get to the point where you cast out every evil and wicked, idolatrous thing that is not like God in you. That's the purpose for the word of truth, brother and sister, so it can increase you into the kingdom of God. Stop being a protector and a fool for, for evil. Hallelujah. And stop viewing your brothers and sisters as enemies because they're not. Your enemy is the one who is always be the devil. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
And you watch this third eye perception, these suggestive thoughts and ideas that are put in your head that the devil hope that you bite off on in order to cause strife. Don't fall for that. And definitely because somebody else's contention, don't you go and show your rear end. Use a little bit of wisdom because you're well advised. Use a teaching that you, that you learned today to not act a fool. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory be to the king. I'm serious, brothers and sisters. We can all understand. Everybody in here used to have some fight in them before Jesus. Isn't that right? Some people talk about the fight. Some people actually did it. Amen. I was the one that actually did it. Once I knew a fight was getting ready to happen, there was very little talking that went on. Very little. So when you learn that, when you was that way and now you're this way, so you, you, you kind of understand what it means to war a little bit. Hallelujah. And the best way you can tear down Satan's kingdom is by increasing in the knowledge of God. Because it's your ignorance and lack of knowledge that is destroying all of us, brothers and sisters. Our own ignorance and lack of knowledge and rejection of God's word that is destroying us. Worldly wise man and worldly wisdom is not going to get it. Worldly intelligence is definitely ain't going to get it. What applied in the world don't work over here. It just don't work. Hallelujah. We bless you, Jesus, for all things. We thank you for your word of truth. We give you the glory for all things. We bless you. Thank you for this beautiful Sabbath. Father, we pray right now for peace on Sister Christy. Father, that you would give her understanding. Let her see the direction that her life is going in right at this time. We pray, Father, the protection around her that she would keep her eyes on you more than anything. We'll bless you for all things and give you the honor in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Let me tell y'all something, brother. You can't make folk love you. You can't make no more. You can't make. I am not out trying to be best friends with nobody. I keep telling you, if I said it once, said it a thousand times, once you have me as a friend, you ain't got to never worry about it. I won't never leave you for Satan. I learned that nature from somebody. And it's got to start with somebody here on this earth. Somebody got to do it on the earth. So if I'm your friend, you ain't got to worry about me. I'll be there for life. That I promise you. I don't care what you do. I'll be there. If you do wrong, I'll bop you upside your head too. You better believe, but I will be a friend. I will love you at all times. I learned from somebody. Amen. But somebody don't love you, be at peace. You can't make them love you. What in the world? You can't make nobody love you. And I believe that God has called us to peace, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Y'all go ahead and start getting Brother Doug and Diane out of here. Amen.